From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. I said, this looks like a Well, well, well. So everybody just follow me. What do you know? We're back, baby. I'm John Anthony, host of the show Black and White Radio Herb. Every Saturday from 4 to 7, back in the studio this Monday. And um, I'm a little frustrated. You know, I, I'm first of all, I'm not used to doing this much radio. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to filling in, you know, a day or two and uh, to do three straight uh, radio days. Again, Sean Thompson, thank you so much for affording this opportunity to me. Uh, it means so much that you would uh, entrust me. Three days, uh, actually four days, because I'll be in filling in on Friday as well, uh, that you would entrust that to me. Uh, it really means a lot. I respect you, and I uh, honor our friendship, so I, I'm really appreciative of that. But did you guys hear where our tax money is going in Ukraine? What they're actually spending our tax money on? How it's not just out there funding a war. We're not just sending equipment to Ukraine. We're actually also doing this in Ukraine. Can you believe this? While we have an invasion in our own country, we are sending monies to do this in Ukraine. The U.S. has sent more than $70 billion worth of aid to Ukraine since Russia. American taxpayers are financing more than just weapons. We discovered the U.S. government's buying seeds and fertilizer for Ukrainian farmers and covering the salaries of Ukraine's first responders, all 57,000 of them. That includes the team that trains this rescue dog named Joy to comb through the wreckage of Russian strikes looking for survivors. And the U.S. also funds the divers, who we saw clearing unexploded ammunition from the country's rivers to make them safe again for swimming and fishing. Russia's invasion shrank Ukraine's economy by about a third. We were surprised to find that to keep it afloat, the U.S. government is subsidizing small businesses like Tatiana Abramova's knitwear company. Knitwear. These are Ukrainian towns. Yeah. That's Kiev, I recognize. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially in the condition of war, we have to walk. We have to pay taxes. We have to pay wage salary to our employees. We have to walk. Don't stop. Why does that help Ukraine win the war? Because economy is the foundation of everything. Of course. We here as Americans, we know that. Do our leaders understand this? Knitwear lady? Do they understand? We have people, homeless vets, living on the streets. And we're providing money to Ukraine to build up their economy when ours is tanking. Troublemaker, make it make sense to me. Villan Galloway. I can't make it make sense to you. These people are stupid. 
this, they they will give everywhere else around the world money, and instead of investing here, I guess they think they're going to get something for it in the long run. What resources? Uh, some kind of a some kind of a tax break? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, just like they just like they put a tariff on cars that they send over here and they make money. We, we did the same with Donald Trump was in office and we made money. Maybe it's some kind of resource that they're going to put a tariff on. Verlon, you know what this sounds like to me? You ever read the book, Shake, uh, The Shakedown? Uh, I believe it was Robert Timmerman wrote it about Jesse Jackson Sr. It's called The Shakedown. That's what we have happening right here. There's a there's a shakedown of our government because the I, per, I believe Zelensky, uh, Zelensky has secrets on Joe Biden and his son. I, I I believe that I'm I am starting to believe that now. You know, at first I was when I heard it first heard I'm like ah yeah I hemmed and hauled about it, but when you look, and now they want to send how much twenty six more billion dollars twenty twenty five twenty five yeah, Vilan, look across America, where can that money go, to fix America first to take care of America first, that's. Where I'm at, I'm I'm so at that point now. I I, I always use the analogy, um the the flight what are they called now? Flight stewards, and then I call that anymore. they call it something flight attendants, right? When they show you how to save yourself first, what do they what I mean, when they show you how to you put the mask on? What do they say about the mask first when you're on the airplane? You put your mask on yourself first. Why? You can't help anybody else if you're in trouble. Oh, is that real? Yeah. So is it? I guess one would have to believe that America's in trouble before they believe that you should take care of you first. That's not selfish. That is not selfish because especially if you got little kids, you put because if you don't get the mask on yourself first, there's no saving the little kid that's next to you, your child. You cannot save them. And that's where we are in America. How do, how do people not see this? Where when I mean how when would the veil be ripped from the eyes of the American populace? You know what, John? The Democrats and people that we talk to from that side, they don't believe that we're in crisis when it comes to money. When we throw out these figures, they're just saying, "Oh, you don't want to help nobody. It's money out there." I always ask the question, "Where?" Yeah. Oh, it's the, uh, all you got to do is tax, yeah, tax the rich pocket. more. All you got to do is tax the rich more. Tax, they don't need that money. Uh, and it goes to need. Yeah. How do you know what somebody needs? They don't need it. They can give a little more. Well, didn't we just give a, a, a Chinese CCC, CCP back company? Uh, how, how many years? 30 years of, of, of I, I believe there was no, some, some taxes. I got to look it up during the break. But we just gave them 30 years of no taxes. Think about that. Who is this? The Goshen, Goshen, the the, the Chinese back company that Pritzker is lauding across. Um, because again, this is what he does, right? Yeah. But think about that, Valon. We have Americans that are hurting, and 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 we're trying to put the mask on the world before we take care of ourselves. But Democrats believe we are a global community, not. Uh, ex- uh, American exceptionalism or our borders or a, a, a nation, just a nation of us. They believe we are part of the world. Yeah, I community. get it. But I'm, I'm call me a nationalist all you want. I, I listen. I, I'm okay with taking care of the world. America is okay. That's where I'm at. I, I'm sorry, man. That that is where I'm at because everybody's taking us to lunch right now. And you know what? Ukraine is that piggy bank. Ukraine is that place where the foreign aid is pouring in. But I would love to see you. See, you see the um, um, I guess that was a transvestite 
trans person who was, I'm oh, sorry, I forget, they don't call themselves that no more. Uh-huh. But there was a trans person that's now in Zelensky's communications group that's an American, but uh, is, is from Ukraine. I mean, Vilan, they're making money off of us, the taxpayers, you know? And, 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 and you, you keep people, oh, just tax the rich more. But they'll find a way to, they'll, they'll find a loophole to send it back down to the middle class. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it with our tax structure. I've seen it with how we develop our our our, our bills here in the state of Illinois. Our, our 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 budget. I've seen it. But nobody cares. Or do they? Are, are people so consumed with 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 what they have going on in their lives that it's more that and not the apathy? Uh, a little bit of both. I I can see where. Listen, you know I work with a lot of different nationalities, and all they do, yeah. literally, they don't listen to the news. They just go to work, go home, take care of their family, and they worry about their family. Yeah, People aren't in tune. Yeah. But when you start talking to people on a one-on-one basis, they come from countries where they feel like the government should just do for the people there's no logic to it. There's no way to get to the bottom line. Logic. Right. Government should just do. Trust right. me. Uh, you know, I deal with a lot of Africans. Uh, when I when I turn on we the know. news. Well, yeah. <laughs> when I turn on the news, they say, African you, booty scratch you, your lotion. You, you people just argue. You just argue, argue, argue about yeah. everything. The government should just do. That's all they say. The yeah. government should just do. They just believe in government should take care of the people. And that's yeah. simple as that. Yeah. I wonder why. Uh, I better I better give out the number because I don't want to. Uh, um, Carlene to get yell, yell at me. Give us a call, 312-642-5600. I should have done that earlier. 312-642-5600. Uh, give us a call. Tell us what you think about this. Is it more people are so consumed with their life, their daily going-ons, that it's not apathy. It's not that I don't care. It's more I'm concerned about trying to survive. Is is that it, Vilan? Yeah, for a lot of people, yeah. yeah. A lot of people, they feel like, you know, it, they just surviving from day to day. You never heard people tell you like that? I can't I even think about next week, next month, next year. I can't put a five-year plan together, a 10-year plan together. I'm living from day to day. I hear that all the time. Yeah. All right, let's go to Craig from Mount Greenwood. Craig, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, good afternoon there, uh, John, and uh, to your buddy there, uh, Verlon. How's it going, Craig? Doing real well. Thank you, brother. I got a question for you. It's a little bit off topic, I mean, but you know, we heard about this thing with Fetterman and it's old news about with the uh, his dress code and everything. He likes oh, to God. dress like a bum. Okay, but here's what's going on. I heard today there were other people, and, and, and not least of which, uh, you know, like a page that goes and runs and gets coffee for the uh, for the uh, senders. I mean, that they got to dress to the tee. They got to have the suit, the tie, tie. tied up all the internet. How can you have a double standard there? Where I don't know if it's for Fetterman or sort of senators, where where Fetterman he can dress like a, a homeless bum, and then everybody else has to think how. I just want to know how does that work? How do you make a okay. rule or a law? Easy answer. Did that happen? Easy answer. Easy answer. Who did it? Who's the party in power that did it? Yeah, you said somewhere. double standard. That they live through double standards. Their party tagline should be the party of double standards because everything about. Who they are and what they believe in is about a double standard. It's good for us, but not for you. You know, we can do whatever we want, but if you try to do that, especially if you, you're right of center, we're going to take you out. We're going to take you down. And and that's why I, I said yesterday, I, I, was that Saturday? I don't, I don't, I'm mixing up the days now. But that's what I loved about um, Ron, Senator Rand Paul. 
He came in in an all red um, <laughs> robe with, with his slippers on, <laughs> with a t shirt and, and shorts, I believe. That's how you push back against this, the insanity that's going on in our country. That's how, Craig. Thank you so much. You know what I mean, Vlad? Yeah, I understand. I don't know, man. I'm, 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 I'm. I don't know. I, I guess the spirit of Sean Thompson is taking over me right now. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, what is our interest in Ukraine? Yeah, that's what I was trying to. What struggle. is our interest? I'm try- starting. To, I'm starting to ask myself that question. I was trying to struggle to figure out what is the interest in U- Ukraine. It, it, it's resources, aren't there? The leading grain. Uh, well, that's why producer? we send them seeds. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, they they produce they they produce agriculture. Now you know I'm a huge um supporter of of, of the um uh first responders, right? Yes. But I don't want their first responders taken care of when ours are under the gun. Oh. We'll be right back. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, the answer. AM560, the answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson alongside my good pal, my buddy, Verlon the Troublemaker Galloway. Um, I'm living up to your nickname now. Uh-oh. The Troublemaker. We have a competition. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, I'm I'm, I'm a little flustered and frustrated. Let's go to Mike in Shorewood, not too far from my house. What's up, Mike? <laughs> John, Verlon, good afternoon. Hey, how you doing? Um, <laughs> I, I know you guys have talked about people, what they, you know, they, they just don't, might not have a clue what's going on. We can just add more money to it. But you know what? Realistically, go to a restaurant, sit down, talk to people. It's hopelessness. What can I do? Oh, why they got you from York Shorewood? You, you, that's not where you live. I know. They just, <laughs> I know. York, though. I mean, they just, it's just in the computer. What can I do? I can't change it. I'm not on the computer. It's in the system. I know. I'm teasing you. Okay. We, well, let me, let me dig into that for a minute. What kind of, kind of a feedback do you get when you sit down and have a conversation with people? I know what I get, but what do you get? They know there's a problem. They know that the election wasn't done right. They know that Ukraine doesn't need the money, and they know they can't do anything about it. So what's the disconnect? So, I mean, you, you see that, you, you say that, but then people continuously vote for the same policies and people. Where's that? What's that disconnect? Mike, you there? Oh, you bum. Come on. That's my buddy, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go to Shirley from the Western Burbs. Shirley, welcome to the Sean Thompson hey. Show. Hey, yeah. Um, you know, this is Shirley calling. I just wanted to let you know, I have consistently, for months, called my congressman from my district here, as well as both of our state senators on on this. And... You know, for some reason, they are really, um, it's like into this. All right, who, c- now, call them out. Who are they? Who's just, who, I mean, we know well, the senators. Who's have, your congressman? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, my congressman is, you know, Congressman Sean Castro. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay, yeah. Okay. In, Enough said. In Say less. Fact, when, no, that's okay. In, in fact, the past week when I, call them at their Washington office. You know, the person there was trying to convince me I, um, you know, was wrong. I said to him, I am not interested in being involved in any 
um, you know, more foreign wars. And, you know, he said to me, well, do you know anything about foreign wars? I said, are you kidding me? I said, a cousin of mine died in, um, you know, Vietnam. I had, you know, family members during World War II serve in the Pacific and in Europe. And I've had friends and, you know, neighbors, you know, who were sent to the Persian Gulf, to which I said to him, I said, listen, uh, you're a little bit wet (laughs) behind the years. And, and like, if you think that this is so important, you know, why don't you go join up with the military? So who's the state senator and your rep? Who's your state senator and rep? Well, you know, the state senators really don't have, you know, anything. I know, but I'm, I'm just curious. You said you reached out to them. Uh, no, uh, um, it's like the, um, oh, you know, federal, you know, senators. Okay, I, thought, I thought you said your local are, state senator and state rep. All right. No, 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 no. No, you know, the, the uh, you know, federal ones, yeah. because they're the only thing that the only ones that have anything to right. do with, you know, the wars. And, yeah. of course... <laughs> of course, that is Tammy Duckworth, yep. who I Dick think Durbin. is a nice person. She is a veteran. Hey, Shirley, Shirley, you know, you know what, yeah. you know what gets us in trouble because we think our politicians are nice people. They're not. <laughs> they, 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 you know why? They sell us out at every given, in any given chance because they know here in Illinois they're safe. The Dick Durbins, the Tammy Duckworths of the world, they're safe here in Illinois, and and their niceness and you know their constituency services and all that. That's what gets them to 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 win, and especially if it's a deep, deep blue state. With, with I mean, as as it relates to five six counties, that's it. That's it. The rest of Illinois is red, but we got to stop talking about how nice these people are. Look at their voting record. Their voting record shows you that they're not as nice as we all think. I'm sorry, Shirley. I got to go. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, let's go to Jan from Hoffman and States. Jan. Hi, listen, people don't know what's going on. They don't ever put it on the mainstream news. Also, when you when they talk to all these military people on where the money went to Ukraine, they absolutely have no idea. They yep. have no idea where the money went. They have no idea where the weapons went. Yep. The people that work for the federals that control all the federal workers, they don't know how many people come to work. They don't know how many people have logged in. They know nothing. So what? tell me, why was our attorney general and our treasury secretary in Ukraine? Yeah. They were there to pick up their pile of money. <laughs> they go there and they get, and, and that's why they went there. They're not checking their baggage when they come back in. Yeah. It's, hey, listen, nothing, nothing, nothing that happens today shocks me. Absolutely nothing. Thanks so much for calling us, Jan. Really appreciate it. Let's go to, uh, no, we don't have time. So we'll come back to those calls. But, uh, um, yeah, I know. Um, Valon, but really quickly, what say you about what the what? money? Yeah, the money. Listen, you <laughs> you gonna make me go into my into my girl? I'm for shutting the government down. That is shut down everything that's happening right now. No money goes nowhere yeah. until we clean up our own mess. You about man, you about to hurry up and make me segue? Oh, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> We don't, we don't, we don't, shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> we don't. We don't want. We don't want. We don't want to segue just yet. Yeah, all right. Right. Because you know, I, I'm really excited. Uh, Kathy Barnett uh, is called into the show. She's the um, grassroots director and advisor for the Vivek Ramaswamy campaign, and I'm really excited about talking with her. Um, she was one of the first guests we had on Black and Right Radio. 
mm. uh, when Charles Love and I were together. Oh, okay. so and I'm still upset. With, that's the one move that Trump made that I'm still upset about. You're listening to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony. He's Verlon, the troublemaker Galloway. We'll be right back. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. (laughs) That's a reference from the YouTube comments, guys. (laughs) That's for you, YouTube commenters. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson alongside my buddy, my pal, the troublemaker, Verlon Galloway. Um, we got a guest who I'm very excited about because I met her through my friend Babette Holder. And, I, and Babette gave, gave me a call saying I was telling her that I was interviewing our next guest. And she said, you better tell her that I said hi. So Babette, I'm telling her, I will tell her that you said hi and that you miss her. Uh, Kathy Barnett, she's a former corporate financial analyst. Um, she's been in, um, excuse me, Pennsylvania. She's run for Congress there. And Kathy, I, I, I'm still upset. I'm still upset with President Trump for picking Oz over Kathy Barnett. Because if Kathy Barnett was in the United States Senator, in, in United States Senate, she wouldn't be coming in with with shorts and t-shirts and hoodie half half hoodies. Uh, we would have somebody in there protecting the free market, somebody in there pushing for school choice. We would also have somebody in there making sure that uh, we protect um, um, people. Kathy Barnett, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Thank you so much for having me. Let me tell you, there's a lot of people in Pennsylvania who is very upset yeah. or who are very upset because of Donald Trump and many of these who we would have considered MAGA conservatives who came in in the last five days and kneecapped my race yeah. that allowed uh, us to go through. And, and secondly, let me just say, you're right. Uh, I would not be showing up in a hoodie and dirty sweatshirt because people like me don't have those kind of privileges Correct. <laughs> to <true>. show up, <laughs> right? Because yeah. only, only certain kinds of people have that kind of privilege <laughs> where Hundred year rules are just gone out the window because they they don't feel like putting on a suit, right? Yeah. So I don't have that kind of privilege. Right. So yes, I would have showed up with my T's crossed and my eyes dotted. <laughs> now let's talk about your new role that you've taken on with the Vivek uh, Ramaswamy campaign. Um, I, I I've seen the T. I've read the T's. People saying, "Oh, she's upset that Trump undercut her." Um, you're a person of integrity. Um, that that yeah. might have been something in your head, but knowing you um, and talking to friends that really, really know you, the Stephanie Trussells, um, mm. your integrity <laughs> would not have allowed you to do such. So what was the reason this, for the switch from the Trump campaign to the Vivek Ramaswamy campaign? And and yeah. what, what what was it that you saw about him that said, I got to I have to join this campaign? You know, it was very easy for me. I know that most people operate at that very rudimentary kind of level where they walk around, you know, always thinking about vengeance and grievances. I'm not that person, (laughs) not because I'm magnanimous, but because I have very little time to waste. I and I I believe we have very little time to waste. I don't think we have two to four years 
to kick the can down the road. I earnestly believe it is now yeah. that we must find better people to walk into these le- into these positions of um, authority. And that is what motivates me. It, it's what motivated me to get into the race, into politics, period. I This was not on my bucket list of things to do. I'm a little black girl from a pig farm <laughs> li- trying to live out my best life. My husband and I trying to carve out a life for ourselves. And we had we were carving out that life for ourselves. And I started looking around and just wasn't impressed right. with the caliber of leadership who was uh, – coming up and taking the rain. I'm just over these perennial plastic individuals. Uh And because no one else was filling the void, I looked around and said, well, I'm going to throw my hat in. And by the grace of God, we did extremely well. And that is what I see in Vivek. I remember um, immediately coming out of my own race. uh, And I have every reason to be bitter if I want. I mean, if I need reasons, to be bitter, I had them, right? But I remember this kind of, this this moment of clarity of whether or not I was going to be bitter. Mm. And I made a choice at that moment that I would not be bitter because the same reasons that compelled me to get into politics are still there. They're still my reasons right. for wanting to get in, involved in politics. And so I, don't, I didn't have time to lick wounds. And so I'm looking at Vivek and it was just very easy. I was the first person he brought onto his team because no one has ever done what I did as well as we did right. here in Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz, Dave McCormick, they had $60 million round numbers that they spent in that primary. I spent $1.6 million. Oh, wow. And almost got a third of the vote. And so Vivek being a brilliant man recognized that he wanted that kind of energy on his team. And so that's what I've done. I come in just the two of us. It used to be just Vivek and I walking into New Hampshire, Iowa, one person, (laughs) two people. Now we got, you know, standing room only. Let's talk to that. Let's speak. Let's talk to that. Let's talk about that. I mean, you, you, you guys have now gone across the country, um, Vivek is, is is rising in the polls. He's surpassing uh, Governor DeSantis in a, in a ton of polls. Um, what's what's the groundswell like for Vivek? Uh, because you hear people talking mm-hmm. about, you know, he's a swamp. He's 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 somebody whose business dealings are all over the place. He he, he used people. Um, what's the what are people actually saying uh, about Vivek on the campaign trail? I mean, they. He is refreshing. Uh, Hence the reason why, again, you know, people say, oh, you guys started off at zero percent in the polls. No, it was zero point zero percent in the polls. No one knew him outside of his books and some appearances on Fox News and other places. Uh, Today, he has I saw a survey about two weeks ago. He has an 87 percent name ID. Right. How do you do that? How do you leapfrog these perennial candidates, right, who this is their whole life is just running for some office? And it is because he is giving the people what they need. People are starving for an identity. starving for a vision. It is hopeless out here, right? We are talking 
to young girls who someone lied to them and told them they could be a boy so they've cut off their healthy breath or little boys who have been chemically castrated. People are hopeless out here. And, you know, with inflation, with, uh, I mean, the fentanyl uh, that have just ravished families, right? We're sitting down talking to family members who, who kid did not know they were about to take uh, fentanyl and took it and now they've lost their family member than just how fentanyl has just flooded our nation as people are flooding our southern border and no one seems to be noticing it talking about it or really understanding the implications that is having on people real time and babate comes in not only does he speak to those issues but he offers the solution I, I- I hate I, I hate to interrupt you. you. You're on a roll right now, but I want to know more about you. So I'm going to claim ignorance right now because all I was hearing about was Fetterman and uh, Dr. Oz. I want to know what was your campaign and agenda about that you thought you could have beat uh, Fetterman because me as a normal person looking at Fetterman and Dr. Oz, it was no way Fetterman should have beat Dr. Oz. I would have voted for Dr. Oz. How do you think your agenda would have surpassed Fetterman's uh, what he what he had to say or not say and I want to know how is your old platform and Vivek's similar the reason why you joined Vivek okay a lot of uh, great questions um, let me just uh, talk about them as I as I um, as they come to my mind right now one of the things I say about Vivek and I when I'm uh, introducing him to people or to like family members, for example, is that if you like me, you're going to love Vivek. And I say this because he is like the male Indian version of me, but with money, with a lot more money than what I had, right? And so uh, our idea, my ideas that I was talking about on the campaign, Vivek has just taken it to two, level 2.0. Uh, and so um, that is how whatever, whatever, I mean, I, I don't see much daylight between what I was representing as a vision um, when I ran for office and what Vivek is. Oh, so, Kathy, I mean, tell I'm the truth. You just don't, you, Kathy, that. Kathy, you just don't feel comfortable talking about yourself. Tell the truth. <laughs> you no, know, no, you know what? No, you're right. When you're not a politician, it doesn't come easy, right? right I mean, because right. it's very, it's very it's not normal for regular people to just start talking about themselves. And then, and then you get into the role of being a politician, quote unquote, I'm not a politician, but that's how people saw me. And now this is what you do. You're supposed to talk about yourself all the time. And yeah, I found that to be very uncomfortable. I tend not to want to talk about myself because that's just not what normal, healthy people do. But for me, I mean, I grew up, I don't oh, know. Hey, hey, Kathy, let, let, Kathy, let me cut you there because we got to go to break. And I, I'm, I got you for one more segment. Uh, we'll get into that. I want to get into that and I want to get into what role you're playing in the campaign and, and, and how, how you've been received across the country as you're going about um, with the, the Vivek Ramaswamy campaign. Uh, is that OK? Sounds great. All right. You're listening to the Sean Thompson show. We'll be right back. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Broke down the whole 
loud he opens his mouth but the words won't come out he's joking how everybody's joking now the clock's run out time's up over plow snap back to reality welcome back to the sean i'm okay i'm gonna you're gonna get me pumped now welcome back to the sean thompson show i'm john anthony filling in for sean thompson alongside my buddy Valon, the troublemaker galloway before the break we were talking to kathy barnett she's the grassroots director and advisor for the vivek ramaswamy campaign uh kathy uh, were, were you responsible for getting uh, Vivek over to the south side of Chicago? And is that part of the role that you're playing in his campaign? Uh, yes, I was responsible for that. Um, however, I could not have done it without some amazing people who live right there um, on the south side of Chicago or have businesses on the south side of Chicago. Uh, they brought us in, and that was a um, again, it was like a it was a standing room only town hall from um, predominantly black people who live in. Uh, the area in and around the area. So that was a really wonderful event. And so, yeah, that's some of the things I do. I call myself an Army Swiss knife. My, I do whatever I need to do on the campaign. I'm also a surrogate. Like right now I am speaking um, on, uh, I do radio, television. Um, also, I'm going to California for the second uh, presidential debate, and I'll be in the spin room. Again, um, speaking his vision, you know, uh, um, various policy um, nuances, things such as that, as well as organizing events, talking to people, a little bit of everything. Essentially, what I do is I'm replicating what I did here in Pennsylvania, <laughs> but now doing it on a national scale for the campaign. Yeah. So where can people, if they want to find out more about the Vivek Ramaswamy campaign, where can they go to find them? Yeah, there's a variety of places. You can start by going to his website at vivek2024.com. That's V as in victory, I, V as in victory, ek2024.com, or start with Twitter. Uh, just put in Vivek. His name will pop up. Yeah. Kathy, when, next time you're in Chicago, if uh, Vivek's with you, you guys got to come into studio on a Saturday for my show, Black and Right uh, Radio. I love to have you guys both in studio, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. I would love that. All right. Kathy Barnett, she's the grassroots director and advisor for the Vivek Ramaswamy campaign. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on the Sean Thompson show. It was I really. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, even if you don't, you don't like Vivek, you got to like Kathy Barnett. I mean, one of the sharpest, sharpest, smartest women um, in America. I'm telling you, if you ever just really sat down and talked to her on policy, uh, she's a policy wonk. She understands this stuff. And that's what that's one of the reasons why I wanted President Trump to pick her, because she definitely uh, is in the weeds on a lot of this stuff and understands it. And she's not that's what so many people call the swamp. She I mean, she's not establishment. She's truly grassroots. So uh, he's got a good one. Um, uh, he pl- Vivek, Vivek plucked a good one from Trump with uh, Kathy. Villan. Yeah, I just think the people of uh, Pennsylvania would have voted for a rock over anybody with intelligence. That's true. How much time I got? Um, Pistol Pete. Uh, let's go to let's go to Bob from uh, Crown Point. We got about a minute, Bob. Thanks for holding. Guys, real fast. I I started listening to you. I didn't know Sean was on vacations. I love you guys. Uh, I gotta say about Ukraine. What a joke. We're sending money over there to rebuild their country while our cities are crumbling. Yes. I think you're right about them having something on Biden. Yeah. 
They definitely have to have something on them. That's and that's the reason why Biden um, did the whole billion dollar conversation, you know, because he wanted that prosecutor yanked. That's the reason why. I mean, you, you can't tell me any other way. Thank you so much, Bob. Oh, uh, oh he said one more, but we got to go. Um, but, you know, they got the goods on Biden. They got the goods on him. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that it's not just Biden. It's not just Biden. Again, I'll say it again. I don't think there's no prosecution about this with the whole Ukraine thing because there's just too many people implicated. And you start that, going down that Biden road and Hunter road, you're going to find other politicians past and present um, probably on that list as well. What do you think? Real quick. I think so, too. But I just don't want to fall into the category of sounding like the left because they said the same thing. Putin has something on Trump and they did it for his whole presidency. But we know we got something on Biden. <laughs> right, but we do know we got something on Biden. <laughs> but, but think about it. This is how they go. These politicians come. I mean, they're broke, most of them. Come in broke, most. Yeah. And they leave out millionaires. Nancy Pelosi, $120 million she's worth of that? No. Inside of training? Well, I'm, I'm talking about that's how much. Oh. I, somebody did a, how much she's made since she's been in office. Oh, okay. That's insane. Yeah, Listening yeah. to the Sean Thompson Show, Hour 2, coming up next. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show, second hour. I'm John Anthony, host of Black and White Radio, heard every Saturday from 4 to 7 p.m. with my trusted sidekick, Verlon the Troublemaker Galloway. Uh, if you missed, uh, I'm thinking about my show. Look at, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, look at you. I, I'm about to do what I do every... Um, but, um, you know, I wanted to say something real quick because um, I've had some uh, some text messages, some, some uh, Facebook posts um, talking about, you know, how I do my style of radio. Um, I, I I look at this radio and I what I, the way I do it. Uh, I understand politics. I understand the culture. I understand that you know economics will mean nothing if we don't get a hold of the culture and get an understanding of the culture. Uh, I think um, we have Biden in office as president because the culture used politics to um, allow election rigors, in my opinion. Uh, to to install him as president of the United States of America. And I I really believe if we don't get a better understanding of what's actually happening in our culture as it relates to as it relates to race politics, um, we got to get a better understanding of it, because if we don't, we will continue to be left behind as Republicans or any of the any of you that are listening who are center right. Um, They are using culture in ways they've never used it before. And we have to get our our minds wrapped around that. I, I, I believe that with every fiber in me. That's why if you if you listen to the Black and White Radio show every Saturday, we hit culture really hard along with politics. Because, you know, I understand economics. I've I sat on um a couple of committees that dealt with economics. Um but what I try to put, what I try to put out there in a product is to show people, is to wake people up, honestly, um, because 
through language because a lot there's so many different variations of language that's out there as it relates to the culture, and a lot of people really don't understand it. Would would, would you say that, Milan? Yeah, I mean, you would know, you the, agree with that? You know the inside baseball. A lot of a lot of people don't. You know, a lot of people want to go hardcore on a few things, but and don't even want to work it out. You have to meet up and try to work yeah, it. That's out another first. thing we do. We have conversations with people we may not agree with. Yeah, you know, um, I, I love having conversations with people I don't agree with. Uh, I learn. Uh, I, I learn what what I what I'll never believe in. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but I also learn. I think it also sharpens you. I, I really believe I'm I'm a person of faith. I believe iron sharpens iron. I think when two people get out there and battle in the in the arena of ideas. Uh, it sharpens you. It makes you. It makes you a better person. I, I believe that. I could be wrong. You know, I could be wrong. But uh, give us a call three one two six four two fifty six hundred three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Mark in Oakland. You've been holding for quite some time. Thanks for your patience. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for taking my call. Boy, I tell you, your segue is perfect because I think the culture. It it. You know, you really can't, the cities, like the, the schools in Chicago, you can't rely on these schools at all. They don't really care about the, the some of the teachers are good, but, you know, unfortunately, the, the school system's been politicized, just like you said. And the only way, you know, you talk about the culture, I had a, I had a friend of mine, he was a principal at a uh, public school in Chicago, and he wrote a book on chastity yeah. and, and he tried to get this book into all the different schools, you know, the high schools in Chicago, but they wanted nothing to do with it. Mm. And the reason they want nothing to do with it, John, is because when there's problems, then they can justify their existence. Correct. And, and, but the issue is if you have two strong parents and and you're you're really promoting that, you know, on your show and in the media and talking about mom and dad and, and raising children, you know, you're gonna succeed. But if if and, and, and on the flip side, I do have a lot of respect for, for single women that, yeah. that do become pregnant, but they do uh the right thing and they have the child. But you know what though? We we can eliminate a lot of that if people can wait till they get married, which, which the culture, see, we live in a culture that is so oversexed yes. between oh, yeah. the, between the LGBTQ plus that, that whole group. Hey, hey Mark, Mark, that, Mark, let me stop you right there because yes. I, I think Dennis Prager says it best. He says, he says we've, we've oversexualized kids and desexualized adults. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Prager says it best because that's, that's what's happening. But you know what? It, it wasn't the culture that it was a culture that created this, but it wasn't the culture that gave it to us. It wasn't the culture that you know what it was. It was politics because when they start pushing these through our halls of legislation, uh, the legislative halls, that's when it became prevalent that nobody can know, not not run from this stuff. And that's why I hit politics and culture so hard because we have to understand. Oz Hillman, um, uh, Oz Hillman, um, wrote a book. I think he called it the Seven Mountains. And he talked about in those seven mountains, education, business, arts and entertainment, the church. Uh, I I really I hope we can get Oz Hillman on here Friday. I reached out to him. If we can get him on, because that's seven mountains of culture. Uh, That's what he called it. The seven mountains of culture. John, Here's the number one word to use in the seven mountains. It's called chastity. It's called self-control. And once you got control of that, 
you're going to succeed because you can control yourself. But the trouble is a lot of adults, the majority of them are clueless. You know, they're running around having sex with this guy and this girl. And, you know, <laughs> you know it's, 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 it's sex on steroids. Our, really our culture in America. Yeah. That's what we live in. And the only way we're going to deal with it is self-control and, and to promote marriage. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you so much, Mark, for giving us a call. Let's go to Steve from Deerfield. Steve. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Okay. Yeah, I agree that Senator uh, Fetterman is uh, dressing like a slob, and they ought to have a dress code. But let's talk about another senator. How about Senator Tuberville from Georgia, who's blocked every promotion in the military except two, making our country far less safe? Why are you talking about that? Uh, because it's why it's. Are- I'll tell you why. It's his constitutional right to do that. That's he he can actually do that as he has that right as a senator. Now to come in and 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 and, and completely change the entirety of the Senate because of one man? Get, get, no, I mean the decorum of the Senate because of that. Are you kidding it's, me? Now Tuberville, Tuberville, respect. Go ahead. With all due respect. Are you kidding me? You, you don't think the senator has a right to dress as he wants? Okay, but but He's okay, making the country less safe. Okay, okay. Now listen. Now, okay, now I let you talk. Then let me talk. You know, you didn't talk about why he's blocking them because we're using our, our government funds to fund abortion and things of that nature. He has every right to do that. You know why? Because he's a senator from Alabama. His constituents want him to do things like this. That is why, Steve. That's, okay. isn't, that, isn't that what elected officials should do? Represent their, the, the people that send them to office? Huh. They Novel brought, idea. They have, brought, they have broader responsibilities than a single issue of any block of voters in any state. So you think our money should go pay for that, though? Do you think our money should go and pay for that? In the um, military? Up to, it's, you know what? A Democratic administration says yes. A Republican administration, if they ever win again, no. That's, and, and, and I'm with that opinion. I'm with that opinion, Steve. I, I, I really am. I really am. I, guess what? I don't want, I don't want taxpayer money pay, paying for sex change operations for soldiers. I don't want it. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, and I don't want a senator making my country less safe over a one issue, a, a single issue issue. How's you, that? Okay, you and I both know there are contingencies in place when when there's when we don't have the people that are, that he was they were voting on. You and I both know that there are contingencies in place, and then that even though that position isn't filled, it's being filled. It's just not being filled by Joe Biden's pick, who will continue to take it down this road of drudgery. That's why. Wrong. And, well, that's okay. Wrong. You have. Hey, guess what? You have every right to your opinion. And guess what else? I do as well. See that? That's what makes the world go round. That you can have that opinion, oh, I agree with that. and I respect that opinion. I respect your right to have that opinion. You may think I'm wrong. Okay. I know I'm right because you know why? I'm black and right. Holla! Let's go to Ashley Ramos. <laughs> hey, dog. So I, I like that. I came on here to talk about something different, but he just made a point that really bothers me. Why do we have bills that you're trying to force pass with all sorts of different nonsense in it? Why don't we break it down to 100-page bills where you actually know what you're voting on so you're not getting all the garbage? Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that to me makes more sense. But either way, you were just talking um, about <laughs> about the people that we're allowing into office. 
And as someone who this is going to be my second run for a congressional seat from someone who controls almost a quarter of the state and people are upset by the decisions that they've made, the decisions that Brandon Johnson is making. But the point is, is that they didn't just make these decisions overnight. These are things that were planned and put into place and they send out, you know, these letters to committee men and they, they vote on them, but nobody pays attention or goes to the meetings until after it's too late to do anything about it. I mean, short of, you know, finding an exotic animal in an environment or something crazy to try to put a stop to it, you're not stopping it. You're not going to be able to stop the migrant buildings. You're not going to be able to stop infrastructure that benefits China instead of the people there. Really, we need to be more active as people and pay attention before it gets out of hand. And if we're going to create legislation, it should be legislation to control the government. Not to make it harder for us to oppose. And you know what, Ashley? You know what else, Ashley? We also need to be able to fight with our minds. Uh, I think so many times, I think they they want us to act out of character. They want us to get, you know, violent. And so they can call us domestic terrorists again. I I think the greatest fight is in the mind. I think coming up and articulating clear messages uh, is is what it's going to take, in my opinion. But what do you do when you're engaging people with simple minds? You know you, what? You, 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 hey, it's true. I got something for that. And I've I've been dealing with a lot of people that I said earlier. Yeah. Just wants government to do right by the people. Yeah. When I Thanks ask so. them what's right, what's wrong, they still they just I'm say you know you. what's okay, right. Well, hold what's on. I'm gonna tell you how 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 valuable are our pearls? I've, I don't know the value of pearls. I don't uh, know. Okay. Come up with something. What do you, do you are, are, pearls, are pearls valuable? Yeah, pearls are valuable. That's why Jesus said, "Don't cast your pearl before swine." We'll be right back. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never ever to be trusted. On AM five sixty, the answer. AM five sixty, the answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I don't have any 120 life in here, and these people want to argue with me. <laughs> John, oh, yeah, I, I forgot John. I know John. Blonde. John calls the Black and White Radio Show. John from Motherline. I haven't heard from you in a while. Oh, old school. Now, go ahead. How's it going? Hey, what's, what's up, going on? How you doing? Uh, just, well, I'm, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I wanted to correct you uh, when you took that call from the guy and he was talking about Senator Tuberville of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, you said he was doing what his constituents want. You're wrong. Polls show that a majority of people in Alabama think he, think he is wrong to be blocking military promotions over the issue fake of abortion. News. Polls are you, fake, you, you brother. Said- I can make a poll. Listen, you're talking to somebody who, who's done polling. I've done polling. I can make a poll say whatever I want the poll to say. Okay, what is your what was your claim that he has the majority of support in Alabama based on? What? Was that fake news, John? Uh, no, Did because you make that up? No, because um knowing how I because I know uh, know and understand politics, uh you said that um they they are they are not Biden appointees. Is that what you said? That's okay, what that's, that's what the thing. You said you said that they were all Biden's picks and they were going to degrade the military. These are people who are in line for military promotions. There's over And they were nominated by who? Who nominated them? Hold on, hold on. Let me finish my, can I finish my sentence? No, who nominated them? Okay. These are people, there's, Tuberville's objections have nothing to do with the appointees themselves. They are, his objections have I nothing to do with I know what it is. I said that. I, I clearly laid out why I said it's about the abortion. Okay. 
issue. So he's right. Okay, so it has nothing to do with their quality, and he is hamstringing the military. And of course, the Republicans are about to shut down the government, and no one in the military is going to get a paycheck either. Okay. So tell me again how you you guys really support the military, John. Tell me how how we really are you serious? You mean this 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 created arcane num, um, um, date that the this last Nancy Pelosi led administration put September thirtieth? Come on, you, you got to do better than okay, that. So, listen, so no, 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 time out, time out, no, I'm, time out. Time out. Time out. You got to do much better than that. I understand this stuff through and through, brother. I understand this stuff way better than you could ever possibly imagine. Nothing based on absolutely nothing. You are claiming Tuberville has majority support in his state to block military promotions. He doesn't. You claim that I guarantee you Alabama lack of merit. Okay. You you claim those promotions. Okay. You got something to say? No, no, no. Go ahead. You, you, because you were raising your hand. You want no, to say something? No, man. Everybody's keep talking about this shutdown. I'm ready to do my thing. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's Dude, what I'm Stick with the show. I am sticking with the show. Keep going to the calls, man. Keep yeah, going to the calls. Time from Blue Island. <laughs> hey, fellas. What's up? Uh, so we're losing to these scumbags like John from Mundelein and Steve. The- leftist prosecutor from Deerfield. Isn't it incredible that now all of a sudden you get a couple of leftists that actually give a damn about the military because they're being held up in committee by, you said it, John, someone that cares about the sanctity of life. Well, they probably got a list of guys out there willing to uh, get onto the scene in their skirts and their panties and that made John from Mundelein happen. And what do you guys think Hey, uh, you never got back with him the other day, John, with Steve and your reference to the uh, Safety Act. Yeah. Was it 99 out of 101 county prosecutors were against it? But somehow, Steve knows all the ins and outs. He's smarter than everyone. And how much do you want to bet he'd probably be stroking his little two-inch pecker to get a shot at prosecuting oh, some God. January 6th? Political, political prisoners. Hey. Stick it in your ear, Steve, and stick it in your ear, John, from Monday Hey, Tom, 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 stick around for the third hour. I have an entirety, I have an entire thing I'm going to do about um, that, Chicago, and, and how the police, it's not just the police that are affected by this, it's all of us as, as taxpaying citizens, and, and, and it's, it's, it's really a shame. You know, I, one thing I learned, Villan, let me tell you something I learned about life. When people don't want to hear what you have to say, you, you stop the conversation. You stop the conversation because he, he, he came in there. You heard what he said. You heard what he said. Yeah. Um, especially I clearly said pistol Pete Carlene. I clearly said that we, that his, the, his reason for blocking it was the abortion, the abortion issue. I clearly said that right or wrong. You, you're right. And you wanted me to jump in. But I don't know the inside baseball like you, what that senator has the power to do or not do. So I, that's why I did not want to talk yeah. about it. I didn't want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm you know sorry. what? I didn't want to talk you about know, it. it what, what's funny is they don't, he, he, they, they want to do these one-offs. You don't talk about when, when the, 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 the Senate and, and was in the hands of, of, of the Democrats when they used to do all this. I mean, the Senate was in the hands of the Republicans and they blocked all type of Trump nominations. Yeah. Be, from using the same procedural powers that they had. Right. But nobody wants to talk about that. It's only when their party is in power. See, I call them both out, right? Yeah, you call them. And, both and guess what? I I believe in what Tuberville is doing. Right. So guess what? I I don't disagree with what with what he's doing. The taxpayer funded money should never pay for any abortion. Simple as that. 
But I know we're skirting around the Hyde Amendment and all of those things, but it just shouldn't, simply shouldn't happen. Right. But John may be for abortion. Oh, well, he is. So what? So he, so he wants to point out what he thinks you're doing bad. So that, that's all they do. Yeah. Like, the people that play like they're independents, they point out the one thing they think you're doing bad to justify the other party. Yeah. That they're really for undercover. Yeah. Antonio, hold the line. We'll be right back. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart. AM560. The answer. So legend has it that there are ghosts in our theater. Any person that has come to see a show and then leaves and then dies becomes a ghost. Now, they can always listen to your feet tapping, and that's where the ah, is. My name is Roger Bastian. I wear many hats. I am a theater director. Okay, everyone, listen up. Today's going to be a big day. I am a theater owner. This would be very off-putting for an audience member. They may feel that they're in a crack house. I'm a crowd pleaser. Why are there cameras here? They are filming a documentary. Well, it's, it's a huge Hollywood film, and they're going to be watching us reopen the theater. You just said documentary. Don't start with me today. Okay. We're going to disinfect. We're going to reopen. Roger! The most accurate form of coronavirus testing is anal swab. Anal swab, like your what? anal area or anal... What goes, what goes in the anal? Oh, my God. What time is it, Roger? It's 11.32 a.m. Guess what? You've won the lottery. No, I'm kidding. You've won something better. A role in my show. Wow. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. Uh, that voice, those voices you heard are Chris Guerrera, Kelsey Cook, director, writer, producer, actor, uh, for the upcoming movie, a mockumentary, I should say, Reopening. It's a, <laughs> I love it, Chris. And Kelsey, um, wow, that's a that's that's different. That's amazing. I love anything that mocks stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the really Sean Thompson funny. Show. It, and, and, and everything in it has actually happened. We didn't okay. have to try to make up anything. So okay. no, you didn't have to ad lib anything. It was all reality. Well, we you had three yep. years of of, of of these incidents instances as well, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't even get my words out. So, um, so you guys are. So, is, is this part of the um, Blaze Media? Um, That's right. Who, what? Who are you looking to reach with a mockumentary like this called Reopening? You know, I think it really reaches all audiences. We took it on a tour. Uh, in 2021 of all the festivals worldwide we went as far as france and it really touches all audiences since we all went through the same thing and it's something that kind of united us in the the ridiculousness of what we went through and we surprisingly ride the line throughout the film where yes it's a mockumentary but we show things at face value and we let really the viewer decide um, how they feel about it so both the left and the right really actually can enjoy the film i love that yep I mean, you guys have won several awards on this festival circuit. Uh, best yeah. feature at the Burbank International Film Festival. Best comedy feature at the Las Vegas International Film and Screenwriting Festival. 
and the Montreal Independent Film Festival. And and Cook, you also took best took home best producer at the Lit yes, Lit yes, Laughs International Comedy. Talk to us about that. I mean, I mean, because it's got it's got to be rewarding to put some, put put a product out there, and then the public and the people who are watching it reward you for it. Yeah, you know, we we like to say we produce comedy with heart. I think it's it's really rewarding to create something that everybody can relate to, and uh, and and we just get on the same page. You know, some of the the greatest series, television series and movies, those are the, the ones that stick with you are the ones that we all we all can relate to in some way. And so it's really rewarding to hear people say, hey, that was kind of therapeutic for me. <laughs> What's the overall message to what you're making? The overall message is, well, we, we grew up doing theater and we wanted to make a film where it shows that you can't stop the arts. No matter what's happening in the world, the arts will always continue. Art is free. Art is free. And the film really shows how every walk of life comes together to make something happen. The only way to do something great is actually for everyone to come together. It doesn't matter what their beliefs are. We have some crazy people in the film. We have some (laughs) uh, people that think they're normal, but all of them coming together is what is what the uh, is what the joyful thing that we happens. All, we all need each other, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Now that's a good way of saying being all inclusive <laughs> and, and a diverse and a diverse cast. Nothing wrong with that. That's the true meaning. Oh, okay, all right. I just wanted to break it all down. Now, now, now as you were going through a lot of these things, um, did you ever believe that the people would allow? their own governments to take extreme measures. And, and that's part, is that part of the mocking that people will find in the movie? I mean, the, the mockumentary reopening? Well, actually, at the, we filmed it during the time it was happening. So the vaccines weren't out. We didn't know what was going on. So we just thought, this is a wild time in history. Let's film a theater trying to reopen during the pandemic and film a bunch of people who do not know what they're doing. They know nothing about covid but watching these people think they know what to do in, in filming that we look back at it now and we're like, wow, that was pretty insane and wild. And, but at the time we weren't, we were, it was funny. We weren't trying to necessarily mock the moment. We were like, let's make sure it's joyful. Let's make sure we're true to what's happening. But again, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. We didn't create it to be political in any way. It's right. just that we took a real thing every night. I remember sitting the most ridiculous things that ended up being in our film were things that, you know, we maybe heard about the night before. Well, even then you heard in the trailer of the anal swab in Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I said, hey, we got to put that in the next day. You know, that's hilarious. Well, it was happening in China. Uh, and listen, yes, I really think that, yeah, I really think that the best way to heal from stuff is is to find comedy, to find the heart, to, to be able to laugh at it, right? I mean, it, it was ridiculous. But just think, you capture this live. Uh, yeah. I mean, right. because because sometimes when I mean, I've I've taken a time to reflect on the last three years and you remember you, you forget some of the stuff that actually happened and especially to business owners. Um, yeah. How hard was it to, to, to rebound after um, the shutdowns and 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 how hard was that? Well, I mean, it really, if you think about it, our movie, which normally a movie can be shot in two weeks if you've got it all together. But our movie, we started shooting January 2nd, 2021 or 2020. Sorry. Yeah, 2021. We uh, it was after a, a massive lockdown. And then we stopped and started for six months. It took us six months to complete this film because of stops and starts. But we only shot 18 days. 
And so availability changed. People got work. Luckily, because all, all the dialogue is improvised, the story is structured. It actually gave us freedom when certain cast members had to drop out or people started to feel really uncomfortable with COVID. We were able to navigate the story. So we literally wrote as we went through time. Yeah, we really experienced it as we shot it. Yeah. Well, you know what? I really hope that you make a big impact because we all know people learn through the arts, through That's music. Yeah. But you can have total facts in someone's face. They'll say, I don't believe that. I don't believe that because of the political <laughs> angle. But if but sure. people will listen to people like you that show them the arts and reality through stage. I, I really like that. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, it goes without saying that we did receive, you know, their mixed messages when the, it did come out. You know, people uh, had their opinions about it, but it go, it just in the end, it, it's interpreted however you will. But we created it with a thought of of united, uniting community and yeah. uniting together and within the That's- arts. And Blaze was one of the few that wanted to take on the film because um, many, many distribution companies were not interested because it talked about COVID. And Blaze saw past that. It's not just a COVID movie. There's so much heart in this movie, and it's, there's so much unity, and there's so much love and joy and people mm-hmm. coming together. They saw what it really was. And I think we're all ready for a laugh about COVID. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're past time a laugh COVID. I got two questions for you. Where's your yeah. theater? Is it still operational? And where can people go and stream the move, uh, the mockumentary? We are actually now, uh, we have a company called Oddity Improv. And so our improv company is based in uh, Franklin, which is right outside Nashville, oh, yes. Tennessee. And we are going to begin performing uh, live at the Mockingbird Theater at a place called The Factory starting October 30th. Yeah, and you can watch the film, though, at watchreopening.com. And if you want to come take an improv class and learn how to do what we do. Come see us uh, in Nashville. Yeah, come see us in Nashville. Yeah, I was just in Mount Juliet a couple of months ago. My daughter's looking nice. to go. Yeah, my daughter's looking to go to college there in, in, uh, in the Nashville area. So I love that area. It's such go. a beautiful area. Oh, great. It's way better than here in Illinois, trust me. Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> can you plug the website once again and uh, where people can um, stream the, um, yes, the movie? Yes, absolutely. Watchreopening.com is where you can stream. Chris, Kelsey, thank you so much for joining the Sean Thompson Show. Uh, guys, go out there. Watchreopening.com. It's a, a Blaze Media production. Uh, I hope you guys, um, I hope this mockumentary becomes the number one of all time. How about that? Hey, awesome. thank you. <laughs> thanks so much. Thank thanks you. so much for joining the Sean Thompson show. <laughs> bye now. Take All care. right. Bye bye. You're right about that. The arts is where people yeah. um you learn a lot. Think think about it. Yeah. How much time I got pistol? Oh, oh I can't go to the calls. Uh p- guys, please everybody hold on hold the line. I really want to talk to Joseph from Indiana um if uh, to, to 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 bring some clarity to the t- t- um Senator Tuberville's um Hold up. You're listening to The Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Welcome back to The Sean Thompson Show. I'm your host, John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson with my buddy, The Troublemaker. You know, that that segment did calm me down, Valon, because... um, I need I, I need some 120 life. People have been attacking you, not yeah, me. That's okay. I'm used to it. You're the real troublemaker today. I'm used to it. Let's go to Joseph from Indiana. Joseph, bring some clarity. Okay. So just so you understand, I'm a officer in the Army Reserve, and I'm going to give you a quick, brief lesson on how 
promotions happen in the, for the officer corps, every officer in the commission, every commissioned officer in the U S armed forces, public health service and national oceans and aeronautics administration commission corps are appointed by the president of the United States with the approval of conference by, by Congress. Devising consent of the Senator. Senator correct. correct. So Senator Tuberman absolutely 100% has the ability to hold this up. Now, so people say about, oh, we're putting Nashton at risk. No. Thank you. So the, here's what's going on. Everybody goes in front of a board. So depending on your year group, all the lieutenants in a certain year group go in front of a board for promotion to captain. If they meet all the requirements, they, they pass their height and weight, they pass their PT test, they're educationally qualified, meaning they have a bachelor's degree and completed their officer basic course they're eligible for for promotion to captain. Depending on how many vacancies they are, everybody goes into this board and they select a number. We'll just say there's 250 for a round number. So if 300 people go in front of the board, they pick the top 150. If only 150 people go in front of the board, they all get selected. Mm. But they can't be promoted until the funds are released by Congress, which is Senator Tuberman's holding up. Correct. That does not mean that there's our open captain slots out there. That means there's a captain slot with a first lieutenant promotable sitting in it, doing the job, waiting to get the promotion and the pay raise. Right. Now, now if wait, I was wait, one wait. of those hey, Joseph, guys. Joseph, Joseph, let me, let me interrupt you real quick. Because, you know, they said that oh, we're at, our national security is at risk. Well, right now, the Navy secretary, the acting person is Carlos Del Toro. Air Force Secretary Frank Kendall and Army Secretary Christine Warmuth. So people are in these positions, and that, that, that's that's I think that's what led to my anger, and then to, and then to question my my uh, my belief in the military because I'm because I believe in what Tommy Tuberville is doing. This is part of the process. Right. You, you you don't like it? Change it. I agree too. Now, if I was one of those guys waiting to yeah. get promoted, I might be a little warm or retiring, I'm, right? Or, I'm not in that. I'm not in that group right now. But I do agree what he's with what he's doing. That's not something the military should be paying for. Correct. I'm pretty ugly. My <laughs> wife will tell you I'm the ugliest guy she knows. Oh God. Um, so should the army pay for my plastic surgery to make me a handsome man? I'm sure your wife might want so. it. <laughs> yeah. Well. It, I'll let you have that conversation with her. <laughs> well, see, well, see, Joseph, I, w- I was, I was trying to, I was going to have that conversation with him, but I've learned long time in my life. Um, I, I, I suffer a little blood pressure problems, so I don't. When, when I know people are not trying to have a conversation, anybody that knows me, no, I will have a conversation with a fly on the wall. Can I? Ju- can I but, jump? Yeah, go ahead. Second. I wait, was, wait, just let me finish. I would have a conversation with a fly on the wall. But when I know that that conversation is 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 is, is not no, no longer a conversation, I'll end it. Sorry, go ahead, Vlad. I got some information from a friend of mine, Sean Thompson, the host of this show. He gave me some advice to live and die by. You cannot reason with the unreasonable. That's true. So it's just that Absolutely. simple. That's it. So just you did right. Just cut it off. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue, Joseph. No, no, that, that, that's all I really wanted to say. But it's the same way. If we have a soldier that's overweight, should we be paying for liposuction? Yeah. If we have a, if we have a soldier that feels um, uh, they're not as endowed as they should be, should we be playing for a female soldier's breast, right. breast implants? And, and here's These my problem. This is not what the military's there for. The military's there that's right. to kill people and blow stuff up to protect our nation. And, and Joseph, listen. 
I am not speaking to the grunts on the ground. Listen, this new military, when Obama's nominations, and I never even said Obama. The guy said I I brought up Obama, but I'm now bringing up Obama. But these new woke military leaders, Millie and all these people, listen, I'm sorry. Let our boys go there to protect us, to protect us and our, our interests around the world. That's all I care about. I don't want to know who's sleeping with who, who's doing what. Uh, I don't want to pay for sex operations. I don't want any of that. Just go do your time. And then, you know what? If you don't want to do, you don't want to reenlist, don't reenlist. Are you, are you saying you want to bring back Don't Ask, Don't Tell? Yes. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care what adults do. I've said that time and time again. Adults can do what they want to do. Leave the freaking kids out of it. That's what I care about. I'm sorry, Joseph. I, I can get on my soapbox. Oh, I wanted to get through the rest of these calls. Guys, please hold the line. We'll get you we'll get you your call get to your calls when we get back from break. Holy Jesus. What is that? What the f is that? From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me because we need a little controversy because it feels so Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson alongside my buddy, my pal, Verlon Galloway. I haven't done a shameless plug. It's hoodie season, guys. Head over to uh, blackandrightradio.com. Get yourself a hoodie. You, I didn't I'm, see you I'm buying three. three. I'm going to buy three. You didn't make the new one yet. Which one? Oh, yeah. I, I, who, who is they? That's on there already. Oh, it's on there. Okay, all right. I'm going to buy three. Okay, but get I, to it. But listen, what? I'm going to do it after I go on vacation. I'm going on vacation again in October. You already okay, know. You got to buy one. You got to buy at least one, one. before I go yeah, on vacation. You have to. All right, one you have to. So head over there, cop the merch. Uh, you do me a favor. I, I really want to uh, figure out a way to take my show, um, Black and White Radio National, on Saturday. So um, that will be very helpful if you can help with that. Yeah, shameless plug, Sean. Okay, now I'm going to go from who's been holding on the longest, guys. So Antonio from Bolingbrook. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. How are you? How's it going? Good. I'm very proud of you guys, especially you, Verlon, today. Thank you. And you know why? I love your answer when you asked about Ukraine. You said, well, you don't want to do just like they did to Trump and claim, you know, that they're just doing that to say they're holding something over Biden's head. But regardless, uh, no, Ukraine is just fully owned by the United States. There's nothing they can do to Biden. If they threatened Biden, believe me, they'd have a coup there so fast that the, the guy holding the tin cup with that Castro T-shirt yeah. would be gone the next day. But to my point, to the, well, the show evolved really, really fast. Yeah. Um, the problem with, with people today is not apathy, it's cognitive dissonance. They, they just mm. don't understand that the government is that corrupt and they just can't process it in their brain, really, most yeah. of them. Yeah, a lot of it's ignorance. But in your show today, you gave a great example. Her name was Kathy Burnett, right? Yeah, Burnett. Burnett. All right. Well, she's working for Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. And that's a guy you couldn't put a gun in my head to work for. And I'm the chairman for DuPage Township Republican. Yeah. But 
you, you just follow a little bit, you can understand this man is the Barack Obama of the Republican Party today. Um, by the way, I said he, that. Received, he received a scholarship from the Soros family. Yep. And when he's called out on it, he says, well, he had to pay for law school. Well, he was already a millionaire. Uh, but, so I've had a couple of people say, well, why didn't you um, pose those questions to her? Because she's oh, not no. the candidate. Wait, hold on, hold on. She's not the candidate. Oh. She's a surrogate for oh, the no, campaign. No, no, no. I'm not saying that you saying this, but if I had Vivek Ramaswamy on my show, I would pose those questions. No, I, I, I understand it. I'm not. I'm not. And what I'm saying, that's a problem with our party today, where me as a person that would go and get employed by a candidate, knowing that there's no way you could hire me. But there's many Republicans today that will sell their soul for a buck and work for anybody. Yeah. They will. Well, well and, I will say this. That's not Kathy Barnett, though. She's a she's a woman of, of high integrity, though. Uh, why she's working for him, I, I think she she um she talked about it. But uh, I'll let I'll let her decide that. They both share the same values. Right. And that's where I would, that's where I would tell her, well, wait a minute. You take Soros money. Really, the guy that's destroy, trying to destroy what this country stands for. And somehow he's part of it. Whoever whoever put him up. I mean, this is the typical Republican Party strategies the splitter strategy even the republican national party doesn't want donald trump right. to run well, so what they do is they flood they flood the the the, the camp you know the, the election with all these candidates they try to split the vote in order for trump to lose the primary Vivek came up gaslighting everybody trying to talk like a donald trump but what i would love is the minute he let's right. say he got elected and they they just tell him. I mean, he would he would look like a hostage. Yeah. On an interview every time he came up, right. he, there's no way there's no way he'd be able to handle it. I got it, Antonio. We got we got I'm the the boards are full, so I got to keep going. I I, 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 know, I understand. Know. Thank it. you guys. No problem. Take care. Take Let's go to Victor from Midway. Victor, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Uh, my blood pressure is still up because we got to deal with these guys like from Mundelein and uh, Cream Puff Jim, <laughs> low education voters. Um, they I didn't agree. care, like you said, like you were saying, they didn't care about the military just not too long ago when we left $500 billion in weaponry yeah, to no, the terrorists. No. Terrorist cell. Uh, they didn't care about all the pointless wars and all the innocent lives being killed because of these corrupt generals defying our constitution you know um yeah i agree i i actually i agree with Verlan. we need to shut this thing down i don't care if anyone from the government gets a paycheck people are still going to get their social security they're still going to get their unemployment and we need to focus on important things the military should get zero dollars they've already built us for trillions of dollars throughout all these decades they could get by we need to focus on Number one, our gas prices, our food prices, Eggs, baby. our our freaking economy. I'm a I'm a union mason. Yeah, and I'm laid off three months sooner than I'm supposed to be yeah. laid off. Yeah. We don't get laid off till December. I'm laid off in sep- or December. I'm laid off in September. Three months sooner than I've ever been. Wow. Even though even in Obama years, I was working until Thanksgiving. So I mean, we need to focus on and and then all these policies. Um, God bless Tumerville from Alabama. Tuberville, because yeah. all these crooked, treasonous, yeah, yeah, all these crooked, treasonous politicians put in these thousand-page bills, and then they sneak in their billions of dollars for foreign aid so yep. they could get their kickbacks and all that crap, and then we get nothing. I agree. 
And like you were saying, also, we need a clear message and we need to focus it not on those mongoloids, uh, cream puff Jim and uh, <laughs> Joe or John from Underline. We need to oh, focus gosh. the clear message to, the, to, to our younger generation, these, these younger kids in school, and, and ba- break it down to basic math. We are already getting taxed 30 to 40% on our checks. Yeah, okay? That's right. With all these pointless trillion dollar bills going to other countries, in their generation, they're going to be getting, getting taxed. 60 to 70 percent that's on your right checks. that's true that's so right you break it down hey kids you're getting 500 dollars checks guess what you're only going to get 200 of that yeah. the government's getting 75 percent of it no you'll get 150 i'm sorry <laughs> hey scott I, scott, scott i got it but i <laughs> thank you bro I mean, victor victor i gotta go i was looking thank at the you. scott name on that i gotta go but we got a lot of calls <laughs> he's right though he is right <laughs> let's go to uh glenn from oakbrook glenn Welcome to the Sean Thompson hey, Show. Guys, how are you doing? How's it going? Uh, so, uh, as my usual weekend goes, I get into an argument with some people that uh, won't listen to reason, thinks the economy's great and everything's going fine. And, you know, I finally de- decided that um, um, if you try to reason with someone that wants to be unreasonable, it's the same thing as trying to give medicine to a dead person. Oh, oh that's ooh. nice. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Good one, Glenn. Thanks so much for calling us. Nice. Let's go to um, another. J- oh, Jason from Indiana, my state. Uh oh. Hi, how are you guys doing? How's Good. it going? Welcome. So, well, what I would say was, I mean, honestly, if we look at the whole thing, if we look at that, I mean, the Biden that's in the office. I mean, come on, we all know that one. That's not Biden. I mean, if you <laughs> think about this, and we're not. Let's. We're not going to conspiracy. Right. But if we just look back a year from now, I mean, come on, bad cheekbones. But here's the thing. Um, Biden isn't even do well, this seller that's there that's sitting in a chair is not doing anything. You know, there's there's a there's a shadow government that's going on otherwise we would It's always been a shadow by government. now, you know. Always been a shadow government. Yes. The, the fourth arm of the of the fourth branch yes. of the fourth branch. That's what they're called. The fourth branch, thank you. Um, and here's the thing, you know, this whole, you know, there's our military, like you said a couple minutes ago or 10 or 20 minutes ago, our military has, is, is woke. There's pansies in the military. I, I grew up in a military family. I was raised, I was born and raised on a military base. I'm born and raised in Ellsworth Air Force Base, Clark Air Force Base oh, nice. in the Philippines. Nice. And, you know, our military, I'm so sorry, sir, but. <laughs> um, our military now is just, I look at this, uh, it's just sad and, and it ticks me off yeah. and we're, we're, if we don't, if something doesn't happen or we're in the Bible, it talks about we're yeah. done did by now. You know, right. it's going to happen. You know, yeah, got it. Jason, we um, got to, Jason, uh, you made your point. We got to go. We got calls. Uh, thanks so much for calling the Sean Thompson show. We got to head out. Uh, let's go to Rich from Indianapolis Park, Joe Petsy. Joe hey. Petsy, baby. <laughs> hey, John, Verlaine, how you guys doing? What's how going on? Doing? What I wanted to say is that this Biden, he's a total fraud. He, he, uh, when he was asked why he didn't go to Ohio, he said it was, uh, it was because he had, uh, he didn't have the time to do it. And then he go, he doesn't have the time to go, uh, or, or he's not scheduled. Uh, he's scheduled to go to Alaska instead of being at uh, any of the nine eleven uh, memorials to show his respect to the families yeah. who lost loved ones. Okay? I agree. I agree. And now 
he's going to go to Michigan. They schedule him to go to Michigan, right? Yep. To meet, to walk on a picket line with uh, auto workers. I mean, why? He's the president of the United States. He's not a union rep. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It's called politics. Because he wants the votes. That's right. It's called politics. He needs Michigan to win. He knows it. I we know it. One other thing. Too. Yeah, go ahead quickly. Uh, about the about the, um, the military, they're trying to they're trying to make the military another political group. When you're in the military, I served in the military for six years as a drill sergeant. Okay, and and you were there to protect the country and the people in it. Right. And that's all that's all your job was. You you didn't go there to get an abortion or a sex change or whatever. That's right. That's right. And one other thing, Volani, I agree with you. We we need to shut down the government because it'll probably save us a lot of money. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rich. Joe Petchy. Let's go to uh, Scott from the Northwest Birds. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Yeah, I love the way you guys do the show. I wouldn't change a thing. Thank you. Thank you. So, well, maybe one thing do differently. You gotta make sure you have me in the studio next Saturday show. Other than <laughs> oh, that, I wouldn't this, do that. Oh, come on, Scott. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't start planning the show until Wednesday, brother. <laughs> Go okay, ahead. I know. I'm just. I, hey, I. You gotta have game to be a candidate. You That's know? true. Sorry. All okay. right, Vivek. What's so, your point with Vivek? Yeah. Uh, well, ever since the guy started running, I thought he sounded like a fast-talking used car salesman. And I was wondering if you guys caught uh, Sean Thompson's show on August seventh of this year when he. Talked about how Vivek made his money. Yeah, when he oh. ruined when he when he yeah. ruined Vivek in, on this show. Yeah, he, 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 he did destroy yeah, Vivek he on this him. show. Yeah, yeah. You mean he exposed him? Yeah, yeah. He the, uh, he destroyed the way, him too. The way, yeah, well, well, I hope so because we don't need uh, charlatan like that in our party. You know, I, I, I'm all for a big tent and everything, but not someone who's gonna, you know, con con people on a failed Alzheimer's drug to make money. All right. We just don't need someone. We just don't need someone like that. All right. But Thanks. I also so. wanted to talk. No, no, we talk we, we got we got to go, Scott. We got to go. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Scott trying to get an extra. Oh, he getting extra in, man. ain't he? He getting in. Yeah. Uh, we we got to go to break soon. So I I'll, I'll, I'll hold Wes and Eduardo for after the break. Um, but yeah, Valon, I'm, uh, I, I, I I I okay. When we come back from break, we're gonna clear these calls. I want to do the police thing, and I'm gonna leave you for the last. Last segment and I. You got so much information back there. I might not get no, in. No, I'm not gonna hit. It. I'm not gonna hit it as I'll, I'll save that for Friday. Okay, cool. And Saturday. Cool. Saturday. Cool. I'll save it for Friday and Saturday. Okay, cool. Uh, because I, I, I may just save it for Saturday. I don't know. All right, so uh, you. Because I really want to get into this because I really don't think people understand the ramifications of of that bill being passed, and I really wish uh, on some of the marriage that they would have taken all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court because I think it's going to be detrimental. And I think it's going to be detrimental to the the people that is that is that it was passed to protect black and brown people. I really do. I really think that safety act is going to. I mean, look at it. Go to CWB Chicago Facebook page and Twitter page. Every single day, every single day, there's a multitude of people committing some type of crime. That's insane. We'll be right back. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. And superstitious. But a black cat calls my tail. I'm 
Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson, host of the Black and White Radio Show on AM560 Answer every Saturday from 4 to 7. If you haven't followed any of my social media tags, it's at Black and White Radio, at Black and White Radio. Uh, pretty much every single one of my tags is at Black and White Radio. Let's go to Wes from the Northwest Side. Wes, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey guys, welcome to Prime Time. Nice to hear you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know what? I was I I had two things because you were talking about gun control. Uh, but first, I want to mention about the military. The reason yeah. why the military is the way it is now is no longer are people signing up to serve; they're signing up to be served. Mm. At one point, people would sign up to serve the country and protect the country. Now, people are signing up in order to get an education. Hey, hey Wes, let, let me stop. hold your thought. There's a TikTok thread that actually speaks to what you're talking about. There's a guy goes around with the cameras. Um, they're they're all in the barracks, and he says, "Hey, why'd you sign up? Oh, to get education? Oh, yeah. to get to get this? To get this? To get yeah. that? Right. Not one person that I heard in that TikTok video say to 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 protect and serve my country. That's right. Yeah, my my right. oldest daughters, uh, some of her male best friends. He told me I joined up for the benefits, for the benefits. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is, we they now realize that wars are not what they were, where, right. where you're in the trenches or anything like that. If something's going to happen, it's going to happen to everybody now. Yeah. But my other point and, is but, but that's not, that's, wait, let's, let, let's clear this up, though. That's not the majority of our military, though. No, 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 no. The I'm ma- saying, but why, why we're starting to see the gradual change. Right. Some of, our, some of our people that are higher up officers now didn't necessarily sign on, like, at, um, uh, what's it called? They didn't. They went through like officer school. They didn't go through, you know, being an enlisted man. You know what I mean? Correct. So, right, what's your next point, my, real quick? My next point, is real quick, is about um, gun control. All these new laws that are, that they're passing about gun control has nothing to do with getting guns off the street. I had, I have a friend who had something kind of to do with penning it, putting it, you know, put it on paper. Yeah. And they said basically what it's all about is giving them more prosecutorial power, not about getting the guns off the street, but giving us more power to prosecute. And then I in turn told her, okay, but then don't you actually have to prosecute these people right. because you're, 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 you're processing them through and now with no cash bail. Yeah. I mean, look at those two guys that got caught with like millions of dollars of drugs. They're released. Right. <laughs> but, 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 but you know what, Wes, it's, it, they actually did take our guns. That's a whole list of guns that they took. <laughs> right. That they're tra- at, least, but, at least they're trying to take from us. But but you know what I'm saying is they, they, they have no intention of protecting the, 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 uh, poor dischanted youths that are on the west side right. that are shooting each other with handguns with their, you know, I, I almost sit there and say, it, it, hear me out. It's kind of like a racist law because who do we see the majority of these mass shootings? They're it's black. like white, white people in affluent oh, mass neighborhoods. shootings, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 but they don't really give a shit about oh, the guy that's... Oh, well, oh, I'm sorry about swearing. Sorry. Oh, gosh. I'm a little wound don't up. Get me in tr- but you- don't get me in trouble, man. Let's go to Eduardo from Tampa Bay. Eduardo. Yeah, guys, I know you're coming up to a break, so I'll go as fast as I can. Jorge Ramos, her, his partner, Livia Calderon, is going to be doing one of the one of the moderators for the debate in a couple of days. Yeah. I'm watching him on TV. He's showing people where to go around the wall to, you know, where it's open. I'm watching him today. Oh, God. He's helping these uh, 
illegals going through the uh, wires. So this is somebody who really, along with the rest of the media, they don't really care about hearing two sides of a viewpoint. They just care about themselves of trying course. to further their own agenda. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, that's, that's true. Eduardo. That's true. I and mean, that's that's all it is. Nothing else. Nothing. No, nothing more. Nothing less. That that's that's it right there. Right. You know. And I also say follow the all money. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. You know. All right. All right you guys have a good evening. Thank good you, week. Eduardo. You oh, too, man. I'm gonna wait for him. He gotta wait now. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think I'll do the I'll hold the the police segment to Friday. I'm um talking. To, I'm I, talking to State's Attorney Barbara Lynn about getting uh, the McHenry County. State oh, that'd be good. That'd be on the show to talk about it because if you go on the McHenry County uh, State's Attorney's uh, Facebook page, he came out with some. That that's where I I, I I had the list of all the non-detainable offenses, and he ripped into the law today. A minute before we started, about a minute before we started the show, he he unleashed on the safety act. So I think I'll I'll hold it off to see if we can get him on Friday, and then uh, talk to him talk to him because I wanted Barbara Lynn because Barbara Lynn actually. If it wasn't for him, this thing would have been so much worse. Mm. State's Attorney Bob Lynn from DuPage County. This bill would have been so much worse. And I, you know, I gave him his flowers on our sh- on our sh- on Black and White Radio um, because you know, without him, I can't even imagine what this bill will look like. And and what I mean, remember, you couldn't you could just go walk into somebody's house. You could trespass in any way. I was, I was just remember about to say people people uh, could camp out camp out in front of your house yeah. in your backyard. Yeah. Oh my god! Especially with no stand your ground. Oh, gee. I mean, think about that. Think about that. Think about that. With all the mental illness, mental illness, mental, mental illnesses that are going on with these people that are out there. You know what I would have did? What? I would have did like. Yeah, the, don't say that. No, 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 that's what they don't did. A crime? No, I'm going to say I would have. I would have did what the Mexican alderman did. Hired the Latin kings. Oh, God. <laughs> I would have hired gangbangers. Don't do pre-crime. No, I would have hired <laughs> gangbangers to clear it out. Wait, who did that? In those in the Mexican neighborhoods. Oh, in, wait in, in Chicago. In Chicago, they hired Lincoln. It ain't happening. Let me Show me something. that link. Look it up. We talked about it. <laughs> the aldermen <laughs> talked about it on the news. They hooked uh, up with the Latin King. Said it. They hooked up. You know when it was the uh, summer of twenty twenty when, yeah. when people oh, was yeah, going crazy. I do remember the that. All yeah, the, the Mexican aldermen. They I didn't. Remember that they now. didn't go in the Mexican neighborhood. I do remember did that they? now. They hooked yeah. up with the Latin King. I do remember this now. I'm losing the show. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean alongside Verlon. The troublemaker Galloway, you haven't done much trouble today, though. You let me catch all the heat. You have you have, well, you haven't even been there to protect to back me up because you, you talking about you talking <laughs> about somebody that I do not know anything about what he's doing. All right, you left me out. Let's go to Cream Puff, Jim. What's up, buddy? Hi guys, we're in the wrong racket. We should have been judges, I guess. The uh, <laughs> I guess uh, who's the one guy? Uh, Thomas, I guess, is worth I don't know, fifty-eight million dollars. He went into he went into a judge into a job in nineteen ninety-one with about two hundred fifty grand. Now he's worth about 
80 million. He's talking about our uh, boy, Clarence Thomas. I, I hear. I hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's worth about 80 million bucks. And you got Roberts, whose wife does tens of millions of dollars in front of the court. I mean, these guys are filthy with money. And not only that, but they bump around with billionaires. You got Harold Crow, you've got Leonard Leo, you've got uh, Charles Koch, who bought. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah, you voted for Joe Biden, somebody that has twenty some odd shell companies, got million millions yeah, of dollars he, up the wazoo like for like, him wait, and his family. He passes out. He passes out. Wait, time out, time out, time out. What about Jim? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Clarence Thomas is not worth that. It's around ten million, ten to thirty-two million dollars. They don't really know. So wherever you got, you pulled that number out of your, you know what? That's not the right number. Go ahead, Jim. The point is he's taking vacations from billionaires over and over again. And then we've got Trump's uh, son-in-law who got $2 billion on account of Why do you get, why the Saudis give him $2 billion? Right. And, you t- and yet, you, know, you got a president. You, know, you got a president of the United States that's passing out. Okay, don't talk over each other. Listen, you got a president of the United States that's passing out billions of our taxpayer dollars like candy, and you care about Clarence Thomas taking a trip or whatever because he has a rich friend. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's going fly. They're stupid. <laughs> okay, fly. Yes. Go ahead. Let's go. All right, here we go. The running theme of this show has been shut it down from my perspective. So you know what? Me and this lady has one thing in common. I don't agree with one thing that we, she's about to play, but in the end, we're going to shut this mother down. Clip one. Um, I was going to ask you your assessment of, of Speaker McCarthy's leadership, but I don't think leadership uh, uh, – pertains to him, given what you just said. No, he's pathetic uh, to the fact uh, that we know that not only is he begging on his knees, uh, the other day he cursed and said, you know, to his people, all right, if, if you're not going to support me, put a motion up uh, to get rid of me. Uh, vacate the chair. What are you going to do? He doesn't know what he's doing. It is more than pathetic. And for those who are following uh, the Republican Party, those who belong to the Republican Party, they should be very concerned about what the Republican Party is doing to this country and to this government. Wow. She's back. <laughs> Auntie Maxine. So what do you think about that? Okay, Valon. How many years has people like Maxine Waters served this country? Man, I don't know how long she's been there. Okay. So, you know, when people start talking about people like Trump, Republicans and all that type of stuff, destroying the country and stuff. Well, she's been there 40,000 years, right? What did you do to, to right. help the what country? What did you do? Take from the country? Has just she like ever Kim- had one bill passed? No. Has she sponsored any? Do you know there are a lot of people that go to Congress and serve that never get one bill passed? Oh, no. They, they, they vote. vote on them. They sponsor them. But they get no legislation. She's the, she's there for the same re- re- reason that Charlie Rangel stays yeah. in office and all the rest of them. She's from a black district that they're only going to vote her back in office again and again and again. It's because she's black. But remember, it's always the Republicans who are the problem. They're never the problem. Oh, no. They create they create most of these issues. Uh huh. But then the Republicans get stuck with it with their hand out. Right. <laughs> and then the Republicans, you know, you ever been in a fight with your brother or sister, yeah. a brother? Uh-huh. And then they hit you first. But you get the one. But you, you get, get the back and they catch you while you're they the catch one. catch you. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. That's what they do. 
But I want to get to the... Now, we have had weak, feckless Republican parties, though. Yeah. Leaders, at least, I'll yeah, say. Yeah. Who haven't... To some, to, to, I mean, look at John Boehner. Oh, what he just did. A, you, you read my man. John Boehner. Boehner. Look at what he did. I mean, yeah. he was he was part of the problem. He just he was. You, Obama. He was crying. He with rolled Obama. over. Oh, yeah. that's perfect for the next clip. All right, here we go. Here you we know, go. the Republicans who have claimed patriotism, claimed that they love this country, they don't care if they will allow seniors and veterans not to be able uh, to get their disability checks, for example. They don't care if they would allow education to be dismantled in this country. They don't care. If they don't care about the people sleeping on the streets, the homeless, and they're cutting housing vouchers, they're not patriots. They are basically not only disrupting this country, they're destroying it. And they cannot claim patriotism anymore. Yeah. We who fight for the people claim patriotism. We're the patriots, not them. For the Republicans, patriotism is lost. It's gone. Number one, <laughs> number one, the homeless was homeless before this shutdown will happen. They'll be homeless during the shutdown, and they'll be homeless after the shutdown, and that's by choice. A lot of them suffer from mental problems, but that's by choice. So don't blame the Republicans for that. Um, Valon, has she um, gone over into a couple of districts away from hers in San Francisco and seen that problem in San Francisco? Every day. Nancy Pelosi's district? Every day. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying, she might want to go to pay a visit there first, right? Um, Listen, the, this fixing the homeless population that'll never happen. I don't think we have the resources to do stuff like that, you know. And here's another thing: the only way, and I mean, you remember, I was a I was a case manager um, at, with with the Safer Foundation, so we dealt with a lot of homeless. We dealt with a ton of homeless people until they're ready to get off the street. Most of it, I'm telling you this: most homeless people prefer, especially in warm climates, prefer. To remove themselves from the responsibilities yes. of life. Yes. And they'd rather, and I've done, I've, listen, I've, I've seen thousands of, of homeless people, homeless vets uh, in my time at Safer Foundation that I worked there for six years. Uh, they just don't want the responsibility of they life. They don't. They don't. I told you about the, the lady that was sitting outside of Walgreens. She was there for some years. Yeah. She preferred to be there. And I talked to her almost every night. She said, man, I, I had family members that did stuff to me and. I, I'd rather be right here. I feel safe right here. <laughs> I'm going to call her Esther now from San Francisco. <laughs> Esther. That's Esther now. Auntie, Auntie Esther. Auntie Esther now. <laughs> okay. That's her new name. Let's. Uh, you got anything else you want to add to that? No, I just wanted people to, to, to know this is it's about to start up now. They're playing the guilt card uh, against the Republicans. Now, if John Boehner was still leader, those those tears would have been no, turned on. Obama. And he would have gave Auntie Maxine whatever she wanted. Yeah, that bromance he had with Obama. <laughs> <laughs> he had a real love affair for love affair for Obama. Yes, he did. He liked him. Yeah. Uh oh, be careful now. <laughs> you know that letter just came out. No, I'm just kidding. Let's go to Carrie from Crowd Point. Hey, gentlemen, it's great to talk to you again. You know what? We need term limits because when these politicians get entrenched, that's how they make the connections, and that's how they keep the money flowing, and that's how they get so much power. That's true. That's true, Carrie. And we also need to shut down the government if we can shut down working that board and we can have a strike we yeah. can stop cars from being made that's how they come together when it's shut down now you got to sit in the room yep. and you got to figure something out yeah hey carrie that's um what i wanted to say carrie let me tell you something Valon's new to the shutdown government 
uh, movement. <laughs> He's new to the shutdown movement government. I'm a lifelong member. Uh, as long, Listen, as long as the government is not moving, not working, that's another reason why I'm, I'm for Tom Tuber, Tuberville. Tuberville's, Senator Tuberville's yeah. uh, move. You know what? Uh, as long as the government's not working, we're better. Uh, thank you so much, Carrie. We'll be right back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Kabas kalbasit solo kalbasor papoyz goli. Welcome back. Woo! To the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony. Should I sound like I'm from B90? You know that, you know that station? <laughs> no. Valon. Okay. You know how to end the, one of the one of the ways to end this government shutdown. Now I don't know if the defense appropriation bill has been passed. Uh, in times past, normally the military pay should be exempt or has been exempt. I know in 2013 they did it because of, they they had already passed a, a defense appropriation bill that it, that covered the military. I I would I don't I haven't been following it that closely to know if that's what happened this time. But um, military should always be exempt from a shutdown. Active serving members of the military should always be covered. I don't I don't care. I, I, I don't want their money to be I don't play footsie with them. I'm sorry. Don't play with them. Don't play with the men and women that protect our country. And you know what else? Every member of Congress cut off their pay because they still get paid. Their staffs don't. Cut off all their funding. What say you? They don't get paid at all. What say you? I say I do not care. Number one, just like not one the, the military. Pro- so you don't care about the military? N- Let me explain myself. The military have has a budget. They've got money to play with. They can pay those people while they're over there actively serving. And how about the black ops? How about the money off the books that I've been talking about for two or three weeks? Let them pay for it. Talking about the uh, the the um fourth. Yeah, the war the profiteers. <laughs> Let the war pro- profiteers pay for it. Yeah. I do not care. Because there's money over there that we'll never know about, trillions we'll never know about. Let them pay for it. I don't care. No, I'm, 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 I, as it as it relates to the protection of our country, and and and, and our bases around the world. I don't want that to be played. Don't play games with that. Everything else is a, is fair game. Everything else is fair game, except the military. Every, guys, wait, uh, oh. guys, it's been great filling in for Sean Thompson. Sean, thanks so much for giving us this opportunity. Pistol Pete, Carlene, thank you guys so much. You make us sound good. Uh, I really appreciate it. Valon, thanks so much for coming in. No problem. YouTube crowd, Rumble, love you guys. I will see you here in this same seat Friday. See you Friday. <laughs>